Hi, I'm Douglas Haynes, your Monday host of A Public Affair. We love creating this public space for in-depth conversations about education, ecology, food, and so much more. To keep these conversations going, we need your support. Go to wortfm.org slash donate. Thank you. Six foot six above sea level. I grab the mic because I like to take you to another mental level. Low power frequency radio modulation. Welcome the to a public affair. I'm Douglas Haynes, your Monday host, and I'm joined in the studio today by Wart volunteer Sarah Gabler, who will be talking about our fall pledge drive with me. If you haven't yet donated and you appreciate a public affair and the in-depth, timely conversations we have here, please do give us a call during this hour to help keep the show and WRT going. The number is 608-256-2001, extension 1. That's 608-256-2001, extension 1. On today's show, we're going to celebrate and discuss the kind of creative contribution to Wisconsin culture that you regularly hear about on A Public Affair. Our focus today is the exciting new released season two of Wisconsin Humanities podcast, Human Powered, Humanity Unlocked. This season focuses on the power of the humanities in Wisconsin prisons, bringing you inside storytelling and poetry workshops and prison newspapers to show how people are collaborating to overcome the dehumanization of incarceration. And I want to give out a shout out to our producer uh, of A Public Affair, Jade Iseri Ramos, who's also the producer of this podcast from Wisconsin Humanities. And uh, she's here with us today. Maybe jumping in, and we also are lucky to have with us to dive deep into this podcast in the studio, Jessica Becker. Jessica Becker is Director of Digital Communications at Wisconsin Humanities and the Creative Director for the Human Powered Podcast. Welcome to A Public Affair, Jessica. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And we have with us on the line also Adam Carr, who is the co-host of the Human Powered Podcast this season. Adam Carr is a storyteller, public historian, radio producer, and community organizer who has devoted his work to telling Milwaukee's untold stories. Welcome to A Public Affair, Adam. It's an honor to be here. Thanks for having me. And welcome, listeners. We'd love for you to join our conversation as usual. If you have a question for my guests, um, give us a quick call at 608-256-2001, extension 9, or you can reach out on Twitter or Facebook. So we are going to dive into this podcast and hear some great clips in a few minutes to give you all a taste of the stories here. But first of all, let's start with a little context. Jessica, tell us about the work of Wisconsin Humanities more broadly and what you hope to do with the Human Powered Podcast in particular. Thank you. Well, <clears throat> Wisconsin Humanities um, is a nonprofit organization. We've been around for 50 years, a little over 50 years, working all over Wisconsin. So what we do is we support communities in their own explorations of culture and history. So those celebrations and those conversations and those reflections about community history and, um, and culture. And uh, what we do is we, we, we give away grants. So we have a grant program and we create some programs like Human Powered. Um, and this is all because what we see, what we believe is that um, these kinds of conver conversations are what deepen our understanding of each other 
and help us appreciate each other. And that's really important for the fabric of a healthy and resilient civic society. Um, and so <clears throat> Human Powered, it, as a podcast, as a project, um, and I want to say if you're not a podcast listener, we also represent these ideas and this, um, these voices and these stories on the website. So um, you can check out the website. But what we're, what we're offering here is really an invitation, like a window into some of, the, um, some of those kinds of reflections and conversations, some programs that are happening um, in some of the most dehumanizing places. So there are about 35,000 people in Wisconsin who are, have been taken out of regular society. And um, it turns out when they are given the opportunity to have these kinds of reflective moments, these experiences with the humanities, as you said, um, poetry, creative writing, um, the opportunity to um, think about their own stories in context. And um, when we get the chance to hear from them, that also helps us recognize that these are people. Um, and uh, we think that in getting to um, remember that those are 35,000 people who've been locked up, um, that's, that uh, helps us also kind of reflect on what's wrong with our current justice system. Um, the people that you hear from in the podcast are actually just, um, I want to say, uh, fortunate in some ways. Not, It's such a minority of people who get to have these experiences, uh -huh. these programs. There are very, very few of them, actually. So highlighting them in Human Powered makes it seem like that's an opportunity that many prisoners get, and it's actually pretty rare. Um, <clears throat> but the programs themselves are pretty powerful and inspiring, I think, um, find that all three of the, the first three episodes, you'll kind of come away with, wow, when you get to hear people's stories, um, again, it's a, it, it helps us think about, well, what is good for people? And um, what do we want um, for our society? And what do we, you know, what matters um, for people and what's good for people? And I'm going to turn it to you, Adam, now to build on what Jessica just told us about why Wisconsin Humanities is doing this podcast, Human Powered, and, and why focus on the humanities and prisons in particular. What drew you to co-host this podcast this season, and how do you hope it impacts listeners, Adam? There are a number of reasons that I felt it made sense for me to get involved. As was mentioned in your intro, my work has really been rooted in my hometown of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which has the highest rate of black male incarceration our state does in, in the country. Um, and we're, you know, the most incarcerated nation in the world in some way, in the, in the, of especially of, of wealthy nations. So in a lot of ways, conversations about incarceration have shaped the landscape that I live in, in Milwaukee. And through a way, the shape, though, isn't the, the way we always expect in our intuition is actually shaped by the, the absence of, of people in our environment. So in some ways, the fact that those voices are absent from the tapestry of the conversation, the, the civic conversation in Milwaukee, they're also missing from the whole state's conversation. So then seeing where voices are being cultivated in carceral spaces, people on the inside where they're working not just to preserve their own humanity, but to express it, to explore it, to hone, to grow into new spaces, 
to me, that felt like a, a remarkable opportunity to engage in this act of balancing narrative, but also um, seeking some of those voices and, and sharing a platform um, that are, are too frequently absent from our larger conversation. And then I, I should also say the co-host of the, the podcast, Dasha Kelly Hamilton, um, I go way back with her. Um, she's the past poet laureate for the whole state of Wisconsin, the poet laureate of Milwaukee. I'd also say she's the poet laureate of my heart, if you're mm -hmm. listening, Dasha. Um, but I say that to say is that Dasha is this remarkable human being that is a, a amazing performer, amazing writer, amazing community generator. And she's turned some of her recent work, or actually that's, that's not just recent, she's had a a long-standing commitment to doing poetry workshops and carceral spaces and with people in prison. And that's majorly shaped how she approaches writing. So learning that, that she was uh, interested in, in involved, getting involved in this project, knowing the caliber of person she is and the work she does, and also knowing Wisconsin Humanities and their work, it just made a lot of sense. And then for listeners in Wisconsin, I think this is these are our, our neighbors who um, can't answer the door. You know, these are our neighbors that we we too frequently, um, just to use a, a term that's as harsh as the reality we live in, that we, we too frequently feel like we can discard. And um, the longer we do that, the, the longer we'll be complicit in perpetuating the cycles that, uh, frankly, make our, our state more of, a, more of a dream than a promise sometimes. So... You mentioned your co-host there, uh, Dasha Kelly Hamilton Adam, and her role in the show. And I think it's just a good bridge now, now that you've both given us such an, a nice overview of the show and what you hope it does in our community, um, to give uh, everybody listening today a sense of it and a felt sense of it. And so we're going to hear from Dasha here in a short clip from episode one, which is called Death Defying Feats. And this will give you listening a sense of Dasha's workshops and how they impact the people she collaborates with them. Here's Dasha talking about her poetry slam workshop and her first time leading one in a prison here in Wisconsin. Dasha had a lot of questions about the wide world of poetry. And what's special about Dasha is that she doesn't just seek the answers for herself. She sows the seeds into the community and young people around her. That's why so many in her circle know her as Mama Dasha. Because I'm coordinating that, because I'm nurturing a community here, hosting a series. We have slams, we have open mics. And at this point now, we're teaching in the schools and on a national space. I'm also now touring and featuring. This was the early 2000s when slam poetry was on the rise. There were tours and teams and a major television show on HBO hosted by Most Def. And there, in the first episode of season six, was Dasha. Dan Vaughn and I, we did a duet of his poem, Six Million Ways to Die, and I chose to get married. And not that I hate my mate. I love my wife because marriage is for life. It's just that sometimes life's a bitch. I know he did not just call me. I said, life's a bitch and then you're dying. Every now and then I feel as if I'm dying a slow death. Because love seemed to be the misunderstanding between two fools. And it was one of those experiences you just won't forget. 
but it absolutely was the constellation of relationships and literal microphones and whiskeys and late nights and missed hours of sleep. But that three minutes where everyone in this room, this building is listening to you, everybody, and it's powerful. As she grew her career in many directions, Dasha became a masterful facilitator of poetry workshops, from the classroom to the boardroom and everywhere in between. And that's when she gets invited to a prison. My first invitation was to come and do this workshop. And I usually start with a poem of mine. Where? At Racine Correctional Institution. How nervous were you, scale one to 10? Doing the workshop, uh, one, not nervous at all. Performing your poem to start it, how nervous were you? Three. How nervous were you on stage for Deaf Poetry Slam? Seven. So you were only a three going into Racine Correctional and then one in the workshop. Mm-hmm. It was going into the building. That where yeah, how, the, how nervous were you going through the metal detectors? Eight. I watched every season of Oz. My only exposure to criminal justice is what I see on television, what I've seen in the movies. I don't know what to expect. And I wasn't afraid necessarily, but it was just so much of... Unknown circumstances. Yeah, I don't know what's movie reel to prepare for. Mm. And then the physical experience, you know, of going in and it's stark and there's you're going into one welcoming building where everything gets scanned and you lock away your things. Then you're now in this in-between space. And you are locked between this entering building before you can enter the technical property. There's a guard tower and you just see this perimeter landscape of barbed wire. And then you remember where you are. When I think about you going into Racine Correctional Institute, that once you got into the library, it's a room of people. You're like, oh, I know what to do. I know how to do this. I'm Dasha. I'm here. I can make this happen. All you need is you and your voice. That really is it, though. Uh, my favorite, one of my favorite moments was leaving Racine Correctional Institution. I've been going for some time, and Robinson said, man, I never knew words could be this strong. Robinson, you made my whole trip down here worth it. This is the, this is what is, that's what this is for. That's poet, poetry workshop leader Dasha Kelly Hamilton and co-host of the new Wisconsin Humanities podcast season of, uh, that's the Human Powered Podcast, and the season is called um, Humanity Thank you. (laughs) Humanity Unlocked, Jessica. And I'm going to go to you, Jessica, and tell us a little bit about when you're listening to Dasha there, both uh, how that clip and that intro to really the whole season uh, resonates with your sense of what the podcast as a whole is trying to do, and then maybe also just as a person, as a human being, what your personal reaction to that is. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's lovely to listen to Dasha talk, and I think that's part of why we asked her to um, to, to co-host. Um, she has a way with words. She is really a, um, a beautiful human being inside and out, and um, has a way of expressing and um, being um, all the things that the humanities 
is, um, and she carries that in her heart and, and through her words. And so um, she's a great representation of the good and the power and the potential of the humanities. Um, she came, she, she, we were lucky she said yes. Um, her, she came to mind because uh, my coworker and one of the other producers who's not here today, Jen Rubin, um, has worked a lot with Dasha. And Jen Rubin um, is also part of the reason that that we turned our gaze to um, prisons. And uh, she, Jen, has worked for a long time as a volunteer with uh, a project called Odyssey Beyond Bars, um, which is also a program. Um, she, Wisconsin Humanities um, also supports Jen's work uh, with Odyssey Beyond Bars. It's a project of the UW Odyssey program. And um, with Odyssey Beyond Bars, there are uh, UW courses, English 101, specifically taught in three of the Wisconsin prisons. And Jen leads some of those storytelling workshops. She is herself a storyteller, and and, um, that uh, is how she worked with Dasha. And she said every time she's working with people, Dasha's name comes up when she's working in prisons. There are so many folks who have been touched by Dasha's poetry workshops or other programs, and they say, you know Dasha? And she says, I know Dasha. And everyone who's met Dasha is touched by Dasha. And the same, I think Dasha would say the same thing, though. She carries a lot of people in her heart. She has a lot of um, of love for everyone she's worked with, and that comes through. And um, so that she's just a great, great person to, to have um, her perspective on this uh, this sort of situation that we're in in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and then the fact that Adam and Dasha are also buddies um, makes for a good rapport for sure. Adam brings a lot to the show too with his background and the con- the context of being a Milwaukeean through and through. Absolutely, and you can hear that rapport in there back and forth just in that short clip we listened to. Well, Dasha and Adam, emissaries of the spoken and written word, as you heard from Jessica Becker there. And we're here at a public affair on WRT 89.9 FM Madison to also be emissaries of the power of the written and spoken word. And we appreciate you listening to us. And we're also here today to ask that you show a little appreciation for what Uh, We do here on a public affair. So we are in the midst of our fall pledge drive. We're looking for uh, five or six of you to call in and show us some love here today. The number is 608-256-2001 to show that you appreciate what we do here at a public affair. And I'm going to turn it over to my colleague here, Wart Volunteer, Sarah Gabler, to tell us a little bit more about our fall pledge drive. Thanks, Douglas. Um, And you're listening to A Public Affair. And if you're tuning in right now, it's because you care about this human-powered stories that we're telling, that Wisconsin Humanities is telling. You value these stories, and we want to hear from you. We want to see your love in the form of a monthly donation, a one-time donation. That number to call is 608-256-2001, extension 1. Jessica, I love what you said about building the fabric of a healthy civil society. Um, And we do that through storytelling, through the work that your podcast is doing, through the work of a public affair, which you can hear every day, every weekday here at WORT from 12 to 1. Um, And if you're tuning in, it's because you care about the stories that you get to hear on WORT the local, the regional, the state stories that you can only hear here. 
So we're waiting to hear from you. You can call and talk to David about setting up a monthly recurring donation. And that number is 608-256-2001, extension 1. Thanks, Sarah. We're going to hear more from Sarah and talk a little bit more about what we do here at WRT as the hour goes on. Again, the number to show your appreciation for a public affair and WORT is 608-256-2001. We're hoping to hear from at least five of you this hour before we're done at one o'clock. I'm going to turn us back to Human Powered, the new podcast from Wisconsin Humanities. I should add, it's not a new podcast. There was a season before, but we're talking about the new season today, season two, Humanity Unlocked, which focuses on the power of the humanities in prisons here in Wisconsin, in particular, and humanities programs. And it gives us an inside look into these programs, and not only the voices of the people leading the programs, but also the people in the programs and how they find their own voices and find ways to talk about their experiences. So that's where we're going to turn next here. We're going to talk about episode two and give everybody listening a little sneak preview. It's called A Mic in Five Minutes. And in this episode, we we hear from leaders and participants in the UW-Madison Odyssey Beyond Bars project, which Jessica was talking about just a little bit ago. And this project includes storytelling workshops for incarcerated students in a university-level English 101 course. We're going to hear uh, a clip now from student Mark Espanol and Kevin Mullen, who teaches the course. And the first voice you're going to hear here is Kevin talking about the course. And then we're going to hear a little testimonial from this student, Mark. So often people in prison are told, this is your story. This is who you are. This is why you ended up in prison. So what's the value of learning how to craft a good story? It can give that person the tools they need to reimagine the stories they tell about their own life. And just because students are in prison doesn't mean they have to tell some kind of prison origin story. The instructors encourage them to tell stories about anything. Your first kiss, a heavy story from your childhood, whatever story you want to craft about yourself. Every time there are some stories that are funny, there are some that will make you tear up. There are some that are hard to hear, but but there is that range in every single classroom because people can go any way they want with it. You know, they've got the mic in five minutes. And that five minutes comes on the last day of class when the students gather in a room to tell the stories they've been working on. In front of the class, OBB staff, volunteers, and sometimes prison officials and administrators. There are so many students who have anxiety and, and, and they're getting up in front of somewhere in between, let's say, 20 and 40 people. Um, depending on the year, and telling their story. And just the fact that they were able to do it is a huge win because I know where they were 15 weeks before that, you know. The storytelling part is really intimidating, especially when I say that they're going to do this on day one. And that's an incredibly big ask. But by that point in the semester, they're ready to they're ready to get up on the stage and tell their story. All right. Uh, here goes nothing here. <laughs> Thinking that he was running into the living room only to find the scene of another domestic dispute that sadly had already become normal to him at this age, he was shocked and stunned by the image he encountered. There, in the middle of the living room, where he used to enjoy laying on a couch, drinking his warm bottle of milk, stood his sister Kathy, holding her boyfriend Ricky, who had just been shot. Frozen with fear, 
Anthony stood there staring at the quarter-sized hole in Ricky's arm that Each of us is made up of a million moments, a million stories. Some of them are big moments, that time you got in trouble or the time you quit that job. But our stories are also cumulative. Our everyday stories add up to something bigger. And this writing assignment gave Mark permission to dig into his memories in a way he never had before. It wasn't until I started doing that that I started to uh, actually even getting over some of the things that still haunted me, you know, childhood memories. And, and that's why I did that story, you know, because as you can imagine, for, you know, almost a decade, I've sat in prison just wondering where I went wrong. You know, how did I get here? And um, it all went back to that apartment. Things that I witnessed, things I was exposed to as a child that I should have never been exposed to. That story was one day. It sucked that I had to go through that as a five-year-old. That's an excerpt from episode two of the new season of Human Powered from Wisconsin Humanities. That's the Human Powered podcast, and the season is called Humanity Unlocked. And you heard there... Um, student Mark Espanol in the UW-Madison Odyssey Beyond Bars project and one of his instructors, Kevin Mullen, talking about the storytelling workshops that are part of that course. And you also heard the first voice, the very first voice, I should say, that you heard is um, host, co-host, Adam Carr. And Adam is here with us today on A Public Affair. And Adam, I'm going to turn it to you now to tell us a little bit about what you hear in that clip that shows how powerful storytelling can be. You're talking about a million moments and a million stories, but there was a lot of filtering that goes on in those workshops to help a student find the story that kind of unlocks something. Um, What do you hear about how that's happening there in that clip? Yeah, I um, have done interviews in a lot of different settings over the years. I'm going to answer your, your question here with a story. And one of my favorite things to do is to get people up on a rooftop in their own neighborhood that they've never been on before that's really high. So they can look down and, at the landscape of their life. And what I found is when you interview someone in a setting like that, they just the, the, the stories of their self start to manifest. They just start telling the stories, looking at the routes that they used to walk or the places they used to go. And that story just tumbles out while standing up above. And I think in some ways, the the kind of perspective that the, the Odyssey Beyond Bars class offered a student like Mark is to say, yes, your your physical self might be in a really confined space, but the work of the facilitator, the work of the, you know, the person coming in with the, the humanities lesson is to say, let's let's stand up above the the confined space in which you have to live physically and look out among the landscape of your life and let's explore it. And, you know, as, as the, the clip pointed out, yes, you can go into that, that, that route of that, that difficult route that led to where you are, but also even being, having the, the license or, or feeling the, the permission to say, let's excor- explore this landscape. Let's see what else is in my life. What could it, I think it also opens then up the possibilities for what you see moving forward. So I think in a lot of ways, um, 
these kind of multi-dimensional explorations of stories that often are represented in zero dimensions. And then the power of that, that uh, of finding those dimensions being in the hands of someone like Mark, and then the other folks that, we, that we've invited into our podcast and hearing those stories, I think, um, I guess for me, just as a listener, that's a lot of what I did as, as a host and in, in investigating the, these different stories. Um, it, it strikes me. <laughs> and I think there's, I think that's something that hopefully anyone who engages in this podcast will, will do is also, this is about our neighbors, about our state, but it's also, I think, meant to be reflective to, to every listener to also to consider what the idea of freedom is within all of our lives. And, um, who has access to it and who doesn't. Jessica, I want to give you a chance to respond to Adam there and also what you heard in that clip. Yeah, thank you. I think Adam touched on something really, really interesting, and that is, of course, that each of us listening will have a different reaction. And, and um, we have a, a we worked with a volunteer uh, or an intern, I should say, um, named Alejandro, um, who works specifically on this episode. And um, he, as a student at UW, his reaction in, was really um, sort of deep about what it meant for these students, students like Mark and others, to have the first invitation to read some of these. Um, so leading up to the storytelling piece, I should say, that's just one part of the English 101 mm -hmm. class. So in those 15 weeks that Kevin referenced, they are reading pretty monumental texts and having deep conversations about um, about the text. And so Alejandro's re reaction was really um, one of, as a student, he was um, really reflective about why hadn't these people ever had the chance to read some of these texts before, and then also as him, of himself as a student, how much he had taken for granted so many of the opportunities he'd had, texts he'd just skimmed through, thing, educational experiences that he really hadn't gone deep with, and then hearing some of these students who were in the Odyssey Beyond Bars course really um, soaking up this opportunity, it, it made him think about himself as a student and that all of us should have that kind of opportunity to really work with, um, work with big ideas, have time to reflect, see themselves in the larger context, and, and develop who we are um, in that way. And I'll also say that you can hear Mark's full story as well as another story and other classmates of his um, their stories are available in audio clip on the website. So um, Wisconsin Humanities backslash podcast will get you to the human powered website. You can listen to the podcast in any listening app, but the website offers all these extras. Um, so you can also read an essay, for example, from Alejandro talking about how he reacted as a UW student to the Odyssey Beyond Bars students um, work. I'm really glad you mentioned that, Jessica, that there are all these great resources on the website and, and mentioned to people how they can find the podcast there online or any of the usual places that they find podcasts, right? So we're talking today here on A Public Affair about the new season of Wisconsin Humanities podcast, Human Powered and Humanities Programs in Wisconsin Prisons. The new season is called Humanity Unlocked. And we are also at the same time today doing a fall pledge drive. 
Just a reminder to folks listening here on WRT 89.9 FM Madison that we appreciate you and we would love it if you appreciate what we do here at WRT, that you call in this hour, especially if you appreciate a public affair. We have five hosts every day. You hear from someone new with a slightly different perspective, a slightly different wheelhouse of subject matter, and we have a whole suite of volunteer hosts, uh, sub-hosts, I should say, as well, including Sarah Gabler, who's here with me in the studio. And Sarah, tell us a little bit more about the Pledge Drive and maybe some of the treats that we have for folks who contribute to the WRT here during the Pledge Drive. Yes, thank you, Douglas. Yeah, if you call in um, to that number, 608-256 2001 extension one or um, sign up online at wortfm.org well thank you with some swag my favorite is the little wart patch the embroidered wart patch it's on my backpack I wear it everywhere people compliment me they know that I'm committed to WORT with that little patch which you can get at the $35 donation level Um, and you know the the money that you're you're donating to us helps us like run programs like a public affair. Um, one of the things that I would be really excited about to get were, will be some new field recorders for our news reporters. I've been doing reporting for the 6 p.m. news, the 6 p.m. local news on Thursdays, and those field recorders help us get out into the field and record high quality audio to put in your ears. Um, and we're looking for four of those for the tune of $1,800. So whatever you can support us with will be going towards actual real material things and programming here at the station. So give us a call. David's waiting to take your information. That number is 608-256-2001 extension 1. I want to thank David Ahrens for taking those calls and all of our great volunteers here to help us out with Fall Pledge Drive. Again, 608-256-2001. So I want to turn us back to the humanities, Wisconsin Humanities Human Powered Podcast and Humanities Programs in Wisconsin Prisons that are the focus of this new season of that podcast. And I'm going to turn it back to the co-host of that podcast, Adam Carr, um, who uh, wants to jump in about where we left off there talking about the role of the UW-Madison Odyssey Beyond Bars project. Absolutely. Um, I just wanted to build on something Jessica was saying, is which is you know, oftentimes the, the folks who in our carceral spaces and our prisons who are engaging in these humanities classes, like the one that Odyssey Beyond Bars offers, that might be uh, a first time opportunity or a unique opportunity. And I, I want to emphasize something about the, the reality of what happens in those kinds of workshops. So myself and um, a professor in Milwaukee named Rob Smith, he's at Marquette University, he's part of the second set of episodes that we'll be releasing later. So Rob Smith is also part of this podcast. Him and I have gone into some youth juvenile spaces together in Milwaukee to the Bell Phillips Justice Center and work with students who are are detained. And we share with them the stories of the open housing marches in Milwaukee, which is the, the civil rights story of Milwaukee. And like basically all students in the system, none of them have heard the story before. And the first time, before the first time, like Dasha, the first time we went in, I was really nervous. And part of what I was worried about is, unlike Dasha, I don't have the confidence to know that the students I'm in front of are going to engage in my, the material I'm offering. And when we put this story in front of them, so this is humanities work, and we invited them into constructing the story with us from the primary documents we were showing them, the photos, the maps, and the marches, 
They were asking the best questions I've heard from any classroom anywhere, including college classes, including graduate level classes, including accelerated and advanced students. So I hope that's one point I just want to reinforce is when we're talking about bringing humanities in the carceral spaces. And, and Rob believes this, too. He goes to the Racine Correctional Institute and he says, you know, a lot of the most stimulating conversations he has about history, he's a history professor, are with those people in those spaces. So. I don't want it to, you know, let's not have an illusion that the, the these conversations that are happening in carceral spaces are sort of uh, more limited or, you know, th that they're actually, they end up being, you know, for me personally, the ones I've been involved in uh, really deep and challenging and dynamic. And um, yeah, so I think that's just one of the, so for the listeners of the, of the podcast is, is no, you're not just hearing from people that are kind of taking baby steps into the world of humanity. It's people who because of the depth of their experiences and the challenges that, that they're they're facing in those moments, that adversity, I think, um, produces a really incredible conversation, not just one that feels limited or beginning, um, in spite of the fact that it's so, so difficult for them to happen. So, Absolutely. And incredible stories, I can say, from, from listening to those first three episodes of the podcast, which is a great example of um, what you're just saying, Adam of that point you made earlier about how we're taking uh, a very uh, limited one-dimensional public, common public perception of prisoners and making them multi-dimensional, which is one of the great achievements of this podcast. And I think that that's particularly highlighted during episode three, which we're gonna hear a clip of here shortly. This episode is called Three Convicts, $20 and a newspaper and it presents different a different way storytelling is impacted in car impacting incarcerated people and the world beyond them this is through producing prison newspapers and this episode features two prison newspaper editors robert taliaferro and shannon ross and their reflections on how telling human interest stories about incarcerated people can change public perceptions. So here are Robert and Shannon talking about their work in episode three of Humanity Unlocked. Mainstream media screws us. They write all the negative stuff, all whatever. They do all of that. I say, we're going to be the advocate for change. We're going to be other, when a guy sits up there and he, he wins a blue ribbon for a bonsai tree in prison at Stillwater State Penitentiary, those are the people we want to talk about. We're not going to write about my case. We're not going to write about your case. We're not going to write about anybody else's case. No, you you speaking exactly what I deal with and promote in the work. I was always amused when I was inside that people would be like, man, when I get out, I'm going to tell everybody about what's going on in here. I'm like, you think people aren't doing that? Right. They've been doing that for decades. Exactly. That's not the message. That nobody cares. You have to find different ways to connect and get them to see why this is relevant. And telling them how it is in here doesn't matter because they don't look at you as a human being. So how do we mm -hmm. change that before they actually give a crap about what's going on in here? And so mm -hmm. the whole thing that I've always wanted to do is that what we focus on and what we promote is going to be counter stories against what is always in the news. So what you were saying is, is spot on. I don't even like telling people this is a big part of my message. Now, personally, is that I don't tell people what I was in for, because unless you are somebody who knows what that means, unless you're in this work, unless you're incarcerated, you're going to hear the title, the crime that I was convicted of, and it's going to take you off into places that are completely irrelevant. The most powerful part of the conversation for me was hearing them talk about the necessity of people in prison leading the way in efforts to unravel mass incarceration. And they saw their newspaper and their newsletter as a piece of this puzzle. 
Want to understand how to lower recidivism rates? Listen to the people impacted by prison. Want to figure out a policy solution to mass incarceration? Listen to the people impacted by prison. And the only people that can really make changes in the system are people like us. We've, we've done that time. We've seen the system. We've seen the good parts of the system, such as they are. We've seen the bad parts of the system, which are more than the good parts. But we have the answers. And if, if there's going to be any real viable changes in the correctional system in this country, it is people like yourself, myself, and others who are coming out who, who have the skill set, who have that, that personality where people, we, we can talk to people, we, we made the connections while we were inside. That's Robert Taliaferro and Shannon Ross, newspaper editors in Wisconsin prisons and co-host of the Human Powered Humanity Unlocked podcast, Adam Carr, talking in an excerpt from episode three of that podcast out now from Wisconsin Humanities. Uh, we also have with us in the studio here on A Public Affair today, Jessica Becker, creative director of the podcast. Jessica, in many ways, when I hear Robert and Shannon talking about the mission of their newspaper work in prisons, it seems to mirror to me the mission of this season of Human Powered. What what kind of similarities do you see? I, I absolutely agree. I think that um, what Shannon and, and Robert are talking about is the way that they are um, that they are seeing uh sharing stories and letting those human interest stories speak for themselves um, it helps us all better understand that prisoners are people they're more than we are all more than the worst thing we've ever done um, but Shannon also said something in that clip um, about he doesn't talk about the crime and I want to add on to that because I I do know more about Shannon's work and he is not discounting in any way the crime. He actually um, recent he, one of the things that Shannon um, started is a, is called the Community, and it's both um, a publication that is widely read, but now also a larger nonprofit and um, and movement really out of Milwaukee. And at a recent event, um, it's an annual event called Correcting the Narrative. Um, it honors and celebrates not only people doing work like himself and Robert, but also uh, victims of crimes and the work that they do in um, also changing the system because the system isn't good for anyone that we're living with. And so um, there's a lot of, uh, I don't want people to be turned off by the idea that this is the voices just of prisoners. There's a there's a respect in, in all directions to people. And so um, it's this it's this sharing stories to better understand each other as humans that's important. And um, and so that's why not talking about the crime is not about discounting the impacts of the wrongs that have been committed, but but instead to just recognize the um, the shared humanity in each of us. And I think that's that you know I didn't even really realize there was such a thing as prison newspapers, but there's a very very long history of prison newspapers, um, which the title of that episode references. A pretty interesting. Um, story about the founding of the newspaper that Robert was the editor of called The Prison Mirror. Um, and that information is all on the website, one of the extras that you could catch on our website. Um, and there's a lot of prison newspapers out there, actually. 
Adam, I'll turn it back to you to respond to Jessica or tell us maybe a little bit more about how you see storytelling making change around the issue of incarceration. You know, Robert and, and Shannon, I had to give you bring you behind the scenes of the podcast. As co-host, you know, we lead on some episodes, we're co-pilot on others, and I, I had the great honor of spending um, time with both Robert and Shannon and, and doing interviews with them. And I got to say, both Shannon and Robert, the interviews we did, the time we spent together, it was um, it, it was riveting actually talking to both of them just because of how amazing both of them are. Both of them have spent roughly half of their lives in prison and, and Shannon and I are the same age. Um, we're both new fathers, you know, and then I also had conversations, just to Jessica's point about the humanity, it was Robert sent some, some comments about just, um, he's recently released how he's found humanity on the other side of incarceration and that's the ring through my head when i'm with my daughter but but i i want to introduce so we're talking about newspapers they both played important roles as editors and i think that's what attracted me to each of their stories and then in the episode what brought invited us to bring them together which is yes you have have writers who are creating in the written word, but then the, the role of an editor can, and I've worked as an editor, uh, it's a very sensitive one, especially in these kinds of conversations, you, you kind of shape and you, enc you encourage the direction that a piece might go. So I think both Robert and Shannon having done that work as, as editors have felt the mantle of that responsibility and which I think also uh, creates humility in a person. So the, the episode with, with Robert and Shannon, um, you know, in their post-incarceration lives, they both put themselves in incredible positions to continue shaping these narratives. So um, we actually recorded those interviews, you know, a little while ago. And since then, both of their careers have continued to blossom and their impact. So I think in some ways, yes, this, this, this podcast um, references this, this idea, but look up the people who we're talking about and see the work they're doing out in the community beyond the parts of it we're even able to capture. Um, and I think one, one thing I just want to end uh, or, you know, share as part of the, the story of Shannon and Robert is um, we, we brought them together to do a shared interview and just kind of meet each other in uh, the podcast. And, and since then, Shannon has now uh, hired Robert to work with him. <laughs> they live actually on different parts of the state. So, so I think there's, um, so they're practicing what they preach too, right? So Shannon's saying, if, if I believe that, that folks with uh, histories of incarceration are the ones who are gonna lead us towards a, a better way, he's putting his money where his mouth is, so is Robert. They're, they're, they're really people who aren't just preaching, they're, they're, they're in the practice. We've got a thank you, Adam. We've got about uh, seven minutes left here in our show today, and I want to remind readers that, uh, excuse me, listeners, that uh, we are in our fall pledge drive. So we'll talk more about that in a few minutes. But give us a call at six zero eight two five six two zero zero one. We'd love to hear from you before the top of the hour. But I want to make sure we have time to get some closing words from our two amazing guests today, Jessica. Uh, Becker, you uh, wanted to follow up on Adam there. And then uh, in the short time we have left, also, if you could tell us a, a little sneak preview of where uh, the next few episodes are headed, that'd be great. Absolutely. I thought Adam was going to, um, he was saying he was giving some behind the scenes. And I, 
I hoped he would mention, and he did, that uh, he brought Shannon and Robert together. He thought, these guys got to meet, and now they're working together, which is really wonderful, and we continue to work with both of them. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just I really hope that people get a chance to, to listen to some of this, um, to check it out, and, you know, it really... There is that question of why is Wisconsin Humanities doing this, but we really believe that um, that it's a special opportunity to get to hear from all sorts of people around the state, and um, it'll hopefully help us all understand um, the problems with our justice system and also the people who are involved, um, both doing the work inside and outside, um, to to um, to help us remember that you know these are real people. Whose uh, whose voices and ideas are lost if we don't um, make some changes to the to the system? Why are so many people locked up? Um, what do those individuals have to offer? Um, what are we losing out, all of us, if we don't um, recognize them as humans? Um, and yeah, if we think really hard about what is good for people, good for human beings, it's good for all of us. Um, so. Those are the bigger questions. But yeah, so wisconsinhumanities.org backslash podcast. Um, you can listen right there. You can listen in any app. And um, we do hope you visit the website because we certainly couldn't put everything into all three episodes. Um, so there's a lot of extras. What's coming next? Thank you for asking. Uh, yeah, we're hard at work on the next three episodes. Um, you're going to get to hear about the project, the um, university market. Marquette University project that Adam referenced um, uh, that is really based in the Milwaukee community. And um, that's a, that, yeah, I'll let him share a little more about that if he wants to. There's also, um, we're going to look at a art exhibit um, called Art Against the Odds that is touring and opening at the Neville soon. And then we'll be in Madison after that. Um, art Against the Odds is a collection of um, artworks from people who are incarcerated that were submitted and now is traveling as a beautiful exhibit. Um, and then we're going to look at um, what happens after prison, some of the reentry and, and uh, real life situations for folks that are coming out. Thanks for that preview, Jessica. That's Jessica Becker, creative director of the Human Powered Podcast from Wisconsin Humanities. Thanks so much for being with us today, Jessica. You. And I want to thank you to Adam Carr, who is the co-host of the Humanity Unlocked podcast. Thanks so much for joining us, Adam. Thank you for having me. And stick with us, listeners. We are going to wrap up our show today with all the reasons why a public affair matters and why we could use your help doing the work we do here on a public affair and all throughout WRT 89.9 FM Madison. Sarah Gabler, who's here with me in the studio, Wart volunteer, uh, and I were talking before the show about our first encounters with WORT. Sarah, what was yours? Yeah, well, I started listening to WORT when I moved to Madison, and I was a wee listener just like you out there on the air, you know, t catching up on the airwaves. Um, and I think it was Douglas, your show on a public affair that was kind of my gateway into mm. more wart volunteering. <laughs> I started listening to this show, and I know I just can't get enough of the kind of impactful storytelling and deep dives into local topics. What was your what was your gateway? Douglas? I'm so flattered that I could be a gateway, Sarah, <laughs> or I could facilitate a gateway. 
I first encountered WRT as a senior in high school more than 30 years ago when I came up from Freeport, Illinois for the weekend visiting friends here in Madison and was wandering the tables at the Willie Street Fair. And it was sort of an aha moment for me. I didn't know that community media existed. I didn't know radio could be so diverse. And that is what I still value about WRT, among the many things I value. The multilingual programming, the long-form local stories, uh, the great music that you can't hear anywhere else like you hear on Global Revolutions. For all those reasons, uh, I still value WRT, and I'm so grateful to be part of this community. And I hope you are, too, listening. Give us a call at 608-256-2001. Sarah, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, please give us a call. We've got a new pledge in from Patty. Thank you very much. Thanks, and Patty. Yeah, yeah. Can we get um, can we get a few more on the line? Talk to David. Go online at wortfm.org and support our programming. Thank you. And I volunteer with WART these days because I want to contribute to media that reflects the community, not corporate priorities, and I want to help create the kind of in-depth public conversations that we've had today with our guests, Jessica Becker and Adam Carr from Wisconsin Humanities and their wonderful podcast. You're not going to find conversations like this many other places. Please give us a call, 256 2001 that's 608-256-2001 to show a public affair that you care about what we do here thank you very much sarah last words <laughs> oh yes um we appreciate all the support we get um 78.5 percent of our net income comes from you our listeners thank you and I also want to thank our great team here at A Public Affair that I'm always grateful for every week for helping this show happen. Producer Jade Isiri Ramos, who also helped uh, create that podcast that you heard about today from Wisconsin Humanities, and our engineer Andrew Thomas, always on top of things, always giving me great ideas as well and feedback. It's a real team effort here at A Public Affair. I'm grateful for that, and I'm grateful for all of you listening here today. You're listening to WRT 89.9 FM Madison. This has been a public affair, and you will hear Madison Book Beat up next here.